Welcome to the Navigating Cancer Together podcast. My name is Talaya Dindi. I am a 10-year cancer thriver, cancer doula, and owner of On the Other Side. I use my experience to help others get on the other side of cancer. This podcast is about sharing stories, resources, and information about all things related to cancer and wellness. I interview guests from all walks of life who are living with cancer, caregivers, and those who made it on the other side. Also, I talk with organizations, healthcare professionals, and experts in the health and wellness spaces who offer complimentary and integrative care. Join me. We are in this together. Hello, and welcome to Navigating Cancer Together. My name is Talaya Dendi. Today, our special guest is Myron Lauka. Myron Lauka is a coach, speaker, and author with a master's degree in positive developmental psychology and certifications in life coaching and yoga. As the business owner of Yes And, she passionately supports women to free themselves from doubt and fear so they can make their positive impact and experience true fulfillment. Myron is also the number one release author of Ready Enough, your seven-step guide for life's hardest decisions. Read chapter one for free at yesandbymarin.com backslash ready enough. Marin, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. I have to say that's one of the best readings of my bio <laughs> that I've experienced, um, really emphasizing the right parts there. So yeah, I'm really excited to be here and share more about my story and um, offer any wisdom and, and service that I can from my perspective. Um, something Talia and I were talking about before we hit record is a part of my story that is not shared in the bio is all the way many years back now, but a season of my life where I struggled with an eating disorder and um, really faced this pivotal catalyst in my life to have my on the other side experience of facing something that was really challenging. Um, and really that was, I use the word catalyst, the catalyst to ask myself, who am I really? And who do I want to be with what felt like a new opportunity to step into the world? Um, and so that was the, the first kind of snowball of my experience going from a dancer to then pursuing positive psychology and starting my business where now, as you heard in the bio, I coach, um, hundreds of women, which is incredible to ask themselves those same powerful questions of, you know, especially based on what we know about positive psych research, how important it is, um, and impactful it can be when we ask ourselves, who are we, who do we want to be, what are our strengths and how can we use that? And especially if we're in an experience where we're seeing life through a totally different lens, use that to get to know ourselves at a deeper level um, and show up in the world in a way that makes us feel empowered and expansive beyond maybe what we ever could have imagined before. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that and giving us a little bit more about, you know, information about you that's so important and all of the great work that you do. So I want to start off, I have to ask, what is your definition of an authentic decision? Yes. I, if anyone is curious, maybe by the time this episode is released, I just did a deep dive into authenticity <laughs> um, in the research, because of course this has been my brand for a long time. Um, but it has also become such a buzzword that it's 
feels muddy at this point. What is authenticity? And so with that deep dive and also just asking myself again, what does it mean really to be authentic and therefore to make an authentic decision? For me, it is getting aligned with who we are at the present moment. And that last bit at the present moment feels really important because Um, one thing about authenticity that I think can trip people up is thinking that it is this one ultimate thing. And, and therefore an authentic decision is either it's either right or wrong. We're either making an authentic decision or not. And what I've learned through my personal experience and with my clients and with this book that I wrote is that it is an ever evolving thing. And so it's consistently coming back and circling back to who am I now? What do I value? What are my strengths? Um, and how can I make a decision at this time? with the information I have now that feels most aligned right now with my true or most balanced or most centered self. And then even two minutes later, we can ask ourselves again, and it may be a slightly different answer. It may be the same. And I don't think there's actually anything wrong with that. It's having that, that ability and that filter to ask who we are. And then therefore what decisions align at that time with who we are to the best of our ability, to the best of our knowledge. Wonderful definition. And I like that you put the fact that it's always evolving. A lot of times we think of ourselves as, you know, we just kind of stay the same, but yes, it's okay to change. It's okay to evolve. You know, maybe a year ago we were this kind of person. We had these set of beliefs, but it's okay a year later to have, you know, different beliefs and really be a different person because it's all about growth, change, and learning. So, great definition. And I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think even, um, a step further that it's not only is it okay, it's expected that we consistently change. Um, and for me, that's really exciting that we are always changing because then there's always opportunity to, as you spoke to learn and grow and find, discover new parts of ourselves, or connect with others at a deeper layer than we could have, um, in the old versions of us. <laughs> That's, that's so true. And so what is an authentic decision coach? Yes. So I've played with my title <laughs> landing on authentic decision coach, authentic decision coach is really as simple as helping you make decisions that feel authentic and true to you. And so a lot of, and this is the first, one of the first chapters of my book, the first step in my decision-making process is space, just creating space. And that's what I do a lot with my clients because, um, at least the, the clients that are attracted to me that I work with a lot in, in my sphere, our world is so busy and has so much stuff and so much information and so many perspectives and, and even, you know, advice that is wonderful and likely well-intended coming from so many people. Um, but with all of that, one of the most common words I hear from my clients is scattered and how do we unscatter and therefore have that space to rediscover or recenter with with who we are. And so a lot of my work um, and a lot of what makes an authentic decision coach, that title feel so powerful for me and my clients is creating the space to just know who we are authentically, having those questions to ask and recenter. And from that grounded place, not only make a decision, but then how does it look to follow through with that decision, ride the waves that are on the other side of that decision, celebrate our decisions, um, and then begin again and do that process over and over. I think it's so important to celebrate our decisions because a lot of times, you know, when someone's diagnosed with cancer and and I'm just throwing this out there, 
it's a tough decision about, you know, what direction should I go in regards to treatment? I have these different options. And you have so many different things coming at you. You have so many different opinions of your loved ones. You have the opinion of your doctor. And it's like, okay, I just need a little bit of quiet time so that I don't feel scattered. I can make an educated and informed decision. And so I think that what you do is so helpful in just helping to p- people to get recentered mm-hmm. and say, hey, okay, I made this decision. It's not right, it's not wrong but I wanna celebrate the decision that I was able to make. So I think that's so important. Yeah, absolutely. And even breaking down the little decisions. So for instance, what you were talking about having, making the decision to take a step back from all the data gathering and just say right now I need some space for me and then celebrate that that is, I made that decision. I set up that boundary and, and that is worthy of celebration and, you know, the decisions of what to do next or next steps or plans, um, of course, but also every step of the way, every little decision along the way, even if it's just a moment of like, taking a chance to smile or like put down our phone and just like take a breath. Um, that can be the type of celebration that it is, but I agree that that celebration is, I think one of the most important parts about decision-making and often the one that's overlooked. I agree a hundred percent. And, you know, you made me think I need to celebrate more about decisions I make, you know? So it just, I think it's a great way to look at it as positive reinforcement that, hey, I'm capable of making these decisions. I I applaud myself and I can do this again. So I love it. Yeah, absolutely. We all do. I need to, I would need to, or want to celebrate as much as possible. So take all those little moments. (laughs) Exactly. And they're so important. So why are you passionate about supporting women to make empowered, authentic decisions? Oh, I'm so passionate about it. I like my heart flutters. Even as you ask that question, what I've seen is how powerful and confident and amazing and impressive women are, um, and men are too, but being a woman myself and, and being in these communities of women, I think why, why that niche, why that group of individuals, women is so, I'm so passionate to support them is because I think we've been taught, or maybe it's in our blood. I don't know to undermine our own capability and like stay a little shy and stay a little held back and not shout from the rooftops, how amazing we are. And so to even turn it up one degree of just, I'm going to be a little more confident, or I'm going to share my opinion just a little bit more or stand my ground just a little bit more. Um, and to work through all the fears and all the things that come up, even as I suggest that, um, the outcome of it, I truly believe, and I've seen, and the research shows too, our world becomes a better place. We've seen like in one example, when, when money is in the hands of women, our world becomes a better place. Our communities foster and thrive. Our families grow, education flourishes. um, And when women are educated too. So all of this just goes to show, I see there's so much potential that hasn't been tapped into yet. um, Because again, I'm not sure why, and we could probably dive into that of, of why it is the case. But I see that as women, we often limit ourselves. And there's so much possibility there to just even as little as share our story. And I say as little as like, it it doesn't have to be this huge thing of 
starting a nonprofit and, and solving world hunger. It can be, I'm just shared my story today. And that makes such a big impact on so many levels. Um, and so it's, it's like the minimal, most minimal amount of, of effort of just encouraging women, empowering women to make their own decisions, to stand in their value and in their worth and in their authentic selves. Um, and the, the impact it make it, it makes is just 100 fold. I agree um, that there is, we need more women to speak up and celebrate themselves and, and to share their opinions more and things like that. But unfortunately, there is stigma around women that are very confident and speak up a lot and voice their opinions. They're viewed in a negative way. And so I think that is so important for you in the work that you do to build women up and say, hey, you have something to say, say what you have to say, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. And um, what are some ways that society really can work through some of those stigmas? Mm -hmm. What advice do you have? Yeah, you know, what what just came up um, that I'm going to latch on to when you were saying, you know, speak your truth or, or stand tell, tell your story or say, saying things, sharing things. And what I even thought as you were saying that is, and also feel empowered and write ourselves the permission slip to think our own thoughts. Like even that level, sometimes we don't give ourselves that permission or we feel shy to do it. And it's in our own minds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not even sharing mm -hmm. it out yet. Um, so I think that actually goes hand in hand with the question that you asked how to break down those stigmas is really, I really believe, and my work is mainly focused on the individual level of starting with ourselves and our close friends and family and communities of lifting our own voices up. And again, even down to what do we think and giving ourselves the power and the permission to think and believe and decide even internally without, we don't even have to share out with anyone yet or ever, um, to make our own decisions and, and feel what it feels like and take a baby step approach if we're not quite there yet, but feel what it feels like to just own that and say, yes, this is what I believe. Yes. This is what I've decided. Yes. This is what I want. And to, to even just stop there and sit in that. I think that's such a great place to start. Um, because the belief systems that we have form and shape everything that we do from our relationships to others, to our impact we have on our community and society. Um, and so that's a great, a great place to start. Of course, there are many different levels we can, we can go at that at, um, but that's one that we all have control and power over that we can all do. I love the fact that you said own it. Yeah. And it's so important because we were given our brains and our emotions and our feelings for a reason. Mm -hmm. And just because they're not in alignment with what someone else thinks they should be, that doesn't mean that they're wrong. And so it's so important to own it. So I love that. Yes, 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 absolutely. So how do you support the women that you work with? Yeah, I... Thanks to COVID, silver lining to COVID, <laughs> I now have two programs. So I work with women one-on-one -on -one with a more intensive style coaching. And that's really where we get to get intimate with who is your authentic self and working through those barriers and those gremlins and those hardships or those maybe those vulnerabilities that we really want to keep in an intimate, really safe, you know, one-on-one -on -one space. And then also if you have very specific dreams to go after those, um, to rewrite or to write your new 
chapter of what's next and what's coming on a really individual level and having that one-on-one support. And then I also have a group community where um, every month we focus on a new topic. So from finances to goal setting um, to this month, we're talking about the the stories we tell ourselves, belief systems. Mm. And it's a great community space. We all hold each other accountable and there's bite-sized practices shared each week to really walk you through that process. Um, along with these amazing group calls every week where we all come together and hear these perspectives. And that's another place where we break down those walls of what should be in quotes um, and just own who we are and get inspired by other people who are owning who they are. That's great. And I like the fact that you have two different options. You have the group option and then you have the one-on-one option. So um, I love that. And it's so interesting how COVID has been a damper in some ways, but created so many opportunities in other ways. So kudos to you for, you know, taking this tough time and creating something to help other people. Yeah, absolutely. What a great example. Um, for sure, it has been an incredible challenge and so much loss in the last year and a half. And so not that I would ever wish anything like that on the world. Um, but what a great example to see that even in a time like that, what is the beauty that's here or what opportunities or what new experiences or new perspectives might we see again, not wishing that upon any of us, um, Absolutely. but taking the experience for what it is and saying, you know, what can be created here? What new is, is there here? Wonderful. Now I'm thinking about some people who may be listening in the audience. I would like to know, how can you help women who have survived cancer move forward? Yeah. When there's an event as, as big as that in our lives, um, and in your life to, think about what's next and back to what we were sharing earlier to write ourselves the permission slip to be a new person, because you are a new person. You've gone through something huge. Mm -hmm. And so the question of what do I do next or what do I do with this opportunity or who am I now? Those are such huge questions. Um, And maybe, maybe for some of us, they feel really exciting and um, you're just running with it. In which case, heck yeah, I'm just, I'm cheering you on (laughs) Um, and, and run and be who you are now and own it. And if those questions are feeling really big, that's where coaching can be really helpful is to have this space to explore those big questions in a way that doesn't feel as daunting. And so again, either group or one-on-one, depending on where you thrive most and what feels um, best to be vulnerable and to explore in in that setting, um, I can really help to, again, limit the overwhelm of the questions and to explore and to, to have the space to even hear your own new self, um, and therefore decide what to do next. And it's not only about making the authentic decision. Like I talked about earlier of what do you want to decide to do now, be it in your career relationship, lifestyle choices, maybe you want to move somewhere completely different or do something, um, hugely different, or maybe it's just a micro shift, or maybe it's just how to be in almost the same context, but in a totally different perspective. Um, 
now I'm getting on tangent because I'm thinking how exciting it is <laughs> to ask all of those questions. It's, it's um, okay. <laughs> but it's not only making those decisions, it's also about implementing them. So that's also the benefit of working like with someone like myself of having the space to be held accountable to, oh, that's right. Like I did discover and, and bring this into existence, even in just words or just an idea. Um, what do I want to do with this information now? And implementing it, riding the waves together, having a safe space, a supportive space to consistently come back to as we're making change or embracing change or owning um, the new you. Great. You mentioned something that is very true, and that's the big questions. Asking those big questions. What is one piece of advice that you have for people to start to work through those big questions? Yeah. The subtitle of my book is Life's Hardest Decisions, the seven-step formula for life's hardest decisions. And the first, I already even prefaced this earlier, but the first step in that is space. Um, and I think when we have those big questions top of mind, and when I hear clients having those coming with those questions, sometimes we're too in it. It's like looking at a tree when there's the forest, that metaphor. Um, and sometimes that's why it feels so overwhelming is because it's like, I'm asking this question. I want to know the answer, but I'm not seeing the answer. And to, to at least attempt to take a step back and just say, I have this question. I'm going to hold it loosely. Like I would water in my hands or sand in my hands rather than try to squeeze it. And then it all falls away. Um, and so it's, it's okay to hold that question and to have it while also taking a step back and saying, can I just sit with that for a while and just open to all the different possibilities and perspectives that could potentially answer that question. And it's so fun to see where the answer comes from, because oftentimes it is where we least expect it, which feels very cliche. Um, but to where is that balance between asking the question, being intentional, and also being open to receiving the answer in a way that doesn't feel so forced or pressured or, um, anxiety inducing of that, those big questions, because they are big questions. Um, another piece of advice, maybe a little more tangible is just to break it down into something that's really, really bite-sized. So we talked about big authentic decisions. And then also there's those small authentic decisions and saying, okay, do I want to change careers is, is often something I get from clients. And that's a big question. And instead of starting there to say, do I want to consider changing jobs? That could be a decision. And mm -hmm. then you can celebrate <laughs> the, the celebration of making that choice. Yes, I do want to consider it or no. So really breaking it down. What is the smallest version of this question I could ask is, is a good place to start too. I agree with that. And then too, thinking about it as if it's an opportunity to explore, Mm -hmm. And just take some time to say, hey, I want to explore. I want to learn something new and see what this new possibility could be all about. And that can add more excitement to it and take away some of the stress of like, I have this big thing in front of me that I have to find some answers to. But um, take looking at, at looking at it in a way of saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to just explore some different things and I'm going to gather the information and I don't have to do anything with it right away, but at least I have the information and it can help me later. 
Yeah, absolutely. In my group program, I have women that are on two kind of, I've found two different sides of this one being loving the openness and exploration and creativity and kind of resistant being resistant to structure. And then on the other end, women who love structure and boundaries. So as you're sharing that, I'm thinking I can tell some women are going to love this idea of exploration and just going with the flow and seeing what arises and to others. If that sounds stressful, um, a nice middle ground too, is to say, you know, I'm going to set up for the next week or for the next month, I'm going to explore and soak it all in. And then on that other side of that boundary, on the other side of that boundary to say, (laughs) um, to say, okay, what information did I gather? And then do I want to enter a new experiment or, um, do more of that or, you know, shift gears. And so depending on your personality and, and what you prefer, Do you want to be really open and just let yourself flow and give yourself that permission slip to just flow for however long it feels good? Or if that actually causes some stress, do you want to explore for a day, for an hour, and then have a boundary so that it still feels safe while providing that opportunity and space to explore and discover? That's great. I like that. And so you mentioned a lot of positive results that someone can expect from working with you. Is there anything else that you haven't touched on that you would like to add? Mm. One of the phrases I've heard a few of my clients say that just feels so comforting and lovely. And it's, I think, an underrated result um, from asking questions like we are and um, that we've posed on this show today and also through coaching is the concept of coming home to who we are. And why I like that and why it really resonates with the work that I do, the results that I see is because it's not necessarily about searching outside of ourself or about trying to find something or discover something, even though we were just using those words, Um, but more so about like, can we go out, gather that data, explore, discover, and then return home to ourselves? And what does it feel like to have that homestead within ourselves, which no one can ever take from us, which, you know, no matter where we are in the world or what we're doing in the world, it's always there. And to feel and experience and cherish and savor that comfort um, and, and know that then from that place, what's possible, maybe it then what's possible is going out and discovering more, or then what's possible is speaking our story and owning our worth and showing up in a really big way. But having that home space or having that, uh, I keep touching my heart, podcast <laughs> listeners can't hear that, but having that space to come back to and just hold ourselves in. I think that's one of the most profound and again, underrated or maybe unexpected results because we don't think about how good that feels, but once we find it, um, how amazing that feels and the possibilities that can then be built upon that foundation are just endless. I think that perspective is so important because typically that's where you feel safest is at home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I really love how your client said coming home to who we are. Yeah. Because that's safe, that that represents who we are. And that's a lot of times for most people where we function the best at our highest frequency is at home. Yeah, yeah. And being, again, being authentic to ourselves. So it all makes a full circle. (laughs) (laughs) It sure does. (laughs) I like it. I like it. And so, um, Marin, what is one key takeaway from your book, Ready Enough? 
<sighs> so we touched on two that I usually share space and celebration. So another one I will share as a key takeaway is action. And we talked about this kind of skirted around the bush about it a little bit already. So this will be familiar to listeners. Um, but I think something oftentimes, especially from individuals who are really asking these big questions and wanting to be really intentional about life and, and decisions and what's happening, sometimes action is not on our mind of something to do. And a really important part of the decision-making process that I outline in this book, I share these seven steps is the action step. And that is again, just like decision-making can be really small. It can be, you know, I'm going to, um, ask this friend about their story, or I'm going to share my own, um, experience from today with my partner or whatever it is. Um, but to do the action itself, because then we can circle through this process. It's meant to circle through again and again, and come back now with more information, with more data, with more understanding of who we are and what experiences are like, um, and, and therefore take more action. But sometimes, at least in my own experience and with a lot of clients, we can get stuck in the reflection and the intentionality and being so thoughtful. Um, and those are beautiful, beautiful qualities. And again, when we were talking earlier about why I'm so passionate about supporting women is to also share that out and own that and embrace it and like put it into action in whatever way feels best to you. Um, that, that is also a really, really beautiful part of of the story and of the decision-making process and, and of life that, um, I would hate for someone who I can sense everyone who listens to your show, who is so incredible and beautiful and has something to share, um, would miss out on is that action piece. Wonderful. I have truly enjoyed our conversation about authenticity and all of the wonderful work that you do. And I think it's so important because, a lot of people, it's hard for people when they get that cancer diagnosis to think about it as an opportunity to create the quality of life that they want and to be more authentic. But I think that when someone reaches survivorship, they have a little bit more freedom and less worry in a sense about focusing on cancer so much that they can ask those big and tough questions. and. Um, I just think that authenticity is so important when it comes to that point in their cancer journey, whenever that happens for them. Mm -hmm. And so you've shared a lot of great information with us, and I would like to thank you for that. You're very welcome. I really enjoyed our conversation too. Thank you. Now, before we wrap up today, I'd like to ask my guests two questions. And the first one is, what is something that you've learned in life that you would like to share with the listeners? I think back to the part of the story I shared after my bio at the very beginning of, of this episode. And there was one therapy session in particular that stands out with all of them. Um, and again, I, I was struggling with an eating disorder at the time. And this therapist asked me over and over and over again, like almost incessantly, what is beautiful and good about myself. And the point that he was bringing out of me is that I was so much more than the one label, which at that time was an eating disorder or image. I was so much more than that. And I wasn't seeing that at the time, um, which also speaks to authenticity. It's, it's such a huge concept. It is all of us, all parts, not just one part, um, 
that maybe feels the biggest in our life right now, which it's okay. And, and absolutely natural to honor that, that that feels like the biggest thing, but to remind ourselves, um, and this life lesson I learned literally in that hour of a session that I am so much more than image. I am so much more than even any of the individual labels or experiences that I have. And, um, hopefully sharing that out, inspires someone else to think, you know, even if there's one thing, the cancer diagnosis or a challenging time I'm going through, that feels like the biggest thing right now, there's more also to me. And, and I can, I can live that and own that and explore that and remember that. And, and, and sometimes that's just enough to, get us through the day or bring us back to a different perspective. That's really helpful. Thank you for sharing that because it is so important to remind ourselves that whatever it is that we're facing, whatever it is that we have already been through, that that's not who we are. It's a part of our experience. It's a part, a part of our story, but it doesn't make me who I am or who you are. It, well, it's not a, it's not you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? So exactly. Yes. Yes. So thank you. That's great advice. And is you mentioned that, um, you had an eating disorder. Is there anything else that you want to share about that? Any words of encouragement for others, um, that you'd like to touch on that may have, or may be suffering from something similar? Yeah this, what we've been talking about a lot today about gathering data and all the external noise. When I reflect on my own journey, of course, everyone's journey is different, but what I can, if I, if I were to summarize it and it's more complex than this, but if I were to summarize it, I was listening so much to the external data that I was no longer able to hear my internal guide and my internal voice, my authentic self. And so to balance, to balance, respecting wherever you are is beautiful and perfect wherever you are in your journey to, you know, if, if, if the external noise is all you hear right now, um, that's okay. And even so much as just saying, wow, I, I don't know if this is coming from me. That is a huge stride forward, um, to say, you know, is, or even to ask the question, is this coming from me even having that step? Um, but for me, any advice that, that I have, or have gleaned from that experience is how important and um, sometimes easy it is to forget that I have my own separate voice from everything that's going on or being told around me, which of course we can relate to so many different life experiences. Um, but to, to even have that reminder, I think is, is something I would, I would share with anyone else who's going through the same thing. Thank you for that. And you brought up a good point. You have your own voice and that's really what you should be listening to is your own voice. It's okay to hear advice from other people, but what's, what is your heart saying? What is your head saying? And listening to those things within you, that will probably be your best guide. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it can be a little scary if you've never done that before. Um, so I I've given this many times this idea, but it, it can start as simple as, Oh, I'm thirsty. I'm going to take a drink of water. And like, that was my internal voice telling me to take a drink of water. Um, and then, and growing and growing, or another thing I did for a long time is I went on, I have a dog and I would go on my afternoon walks. And rather than having this preconceived plan of where I would go, I would just follow my inner guide of like, Oh, I want to turn right at this corner. 
who would have thought? And then notice what beautiful thing I saw down that street. Um, and so these little things of, of starting to listen to our inner selves or our authentic selves, again, it doesn't have to be these huge, you know, oh my gosh, I have to now suddenly change careers or leave this relationship or whatever it is. It can be, yeah, I, I'm thirsty. <laughs> and that can be, um, as, as basic and as huge. I mean, that, that is huge to, to even recognize the difference of our internal voice compared to uh, the pressure of replying to an email instead or whatever it may be. What is next for you? I'm very excited with the release of this book to be speaking more. So in, in 2020 quarantine, I sat down and I wrote this book, I put it all on paper um, and, and now taking this out onto stages um, and, and businesses and, and especially women-owned companies and communities to really speak to what it means and how powerful it is and how beautiful it is when we can all own our own stories um, and own our own decisions, even if they may seem different or odd to those around us. If they're authentic and true to you, they are quote unquote, right (laughs) for you. And I am a firm believer in that. And there's so much positivity that will, and has already come from that. That's great. And I wish you the best of luck with all of the things that are coming up next for you and keep doing the great work that you're doing. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. And so where can people find you if they have questions, they want to talk with you and learn a bit more about the work that you do? And But first, where can the listeners get the first chapter of your book for free? Yes. So a free gift for podcast listeners, go to yesandfimarin.com slash ready enough, which is the title of that book. So that's Y-E-S-A-N-D-B-Y-M-A-R-I-N.com slash ready enough, all one word. Um, and also once, once you go there, you can go to just the general webpage, yesandfimarin.com, um, and that will bring you to anything you could possibly want to know about me, be it working with me with those one-on-one or group coaching services. I talked about, I have free YouTube trainings that go out every Tuesday. Um, and Instagram is where I hang out for that more behind the scenes <laughs> side of, of myself and my work. Um, and it is all housed conveniently on that website. Yes. And Okay, wonderful. Make sure you get your free chapter of her book. She has a lot of great information and knowledge to share. So make sure you check that out. And I just want to thank you so much for joining us today, for telling us more and educating us more about what you do and how to make those authentic decisions. And also thank you for talking about some of the tough things and some of your experiences in life as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we all, we all go through our challenges and experiences and, and I actually find that's where, um, oftentimes connection happens at the deepest level. So thank you to everyone for listening to, um, for being here and and hearing that story. And I hope to hear your story soon. Wonderful. And so before we end today, I'd like to give a shout out to the listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today. That is it for this Wednesday. And until next time, let's keep navigating cancer together. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Navigating Cancer Together. I hope you enjoyed it please be sure to subscribe. And if you appreciate the show, drop a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. 
for notes from the show, visit ontheotherside.life and check out the podcast section. After you check out the show notes, head over to my gift shop and show yourself or someone special in your life some love with gifts of encouragement, hope, and positive affirmations. I would love it if you joined us for the next episode. Talk to you soon. Thank you.